Hello, I'm Harry Stakini, and you are listening to the Staff Room Podcast, the show where each week I share anonymous stories from teachers who are overworked, underpaid, and close to a mental breakdown. So think of it as teacher therapy, as they remind us of all the troublemakers, class clowns, and the flat-out criminals we all remember from school. So join me and my guests and hear what your teachers really have to say. We're off episode number 16 of the Staff Room Podcast. How's it going, everyone? Hope you're well. Uh, I'm nearly out of isolation as of tomorrow when this comes out. I'm back back into the, the big wide world. And um, yeah, it's not been so bad the second week. First week was a little bit cranky, a little bit on top of each other, me and Poppy. Um, but then the second week, we, we bought Swing Ball, right? And I can't recommend it enough. Like it's the best £30 we've ever spent because whenever things have gone a little bit too much, you get a little bit cranky, a little bit bored. We've just gone outside and absolutely twatted a ball at each other for about half an hour. And the level of endorphins that are released when, you, when you're doing that, I just, I can't recommend it enough. I think that's probably up there. Probably one of the most underrated couples therapy that could that could ever be used. Um, I, I, I genuinely believe like the amount of relationships, marriages that could have been saved if they got hold of a swing ball. Like if, if my mum and dad had one, they'd probably still be married now. That's how good it is, you know. So if you're a child of divorce and uh, you're thinking, "Hey, I'm going to get married further down the line," first thing you want to buy is a swing ball, right? That will get you through the tough times. It'll even see you through the good times. You know what I mean? When you're both happy as Larry, you're outside. But when things are tough. You're isolating, you're on top of each other, get yourself a swing ball and then you won't have to FaceTime your kids on a weekend, right? That's my recommendation for the start of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I bet everyone that's tuned in has gone, I was not expecting that. Harry's got a lot off his chest, but seriously, great fun, great fun. We do uh, best of three and um, yeah, we're both, we're both pretty good at it as well. So our forearms are like rock, just absolutely battering it. Neighbours must must be thinking God knows what because... Uh, we don't really make much noise while we're doing it, but the sound of the ball as it hits the racket is is very loud. So, yeah, swing ball. Can't recommend it enough. Amazon, 30 quid, be the best money you've ever spent. And if you've got to isolate, um, you know, if you've not got a garden, stick it in your lounge. I would, I would, I can't recommend it enough. It'd be even worth moving stuff out of the room to put it in there. Okay, that's that's how serious I'm about swing ball. In fact, I'm going to go and invest in it as soon as I finish doing this intro for the podcast. That's how important I think it is. Um, but yeah, enough of me talking bollocks. Um, what I do want to say genuinely is hello to all the new listeners in the USA because I've noticed over the past um, week or so the numbers in America have been like just jumping up bit by bit and. Um, yeah, a lot of people in Virginia, California and Texas, they seem to be the top three states where um, people are tuning in. And I'd love to know where you're hearing about this podcast because, uh, yeah, I definitely don't know anyone in the States that works in a school um, or, in fact, anyone in the States at all. But, yeah, thank you very much for tuning in. I've even noticed on the, on the list of states, um, Alaska's on there. It's like third from the bottom, but Alaska, I, I didn't even know you could get the internet in Alaska. But, you know, if you are a school teacher in Alaska, please do send a story in because I'd love to know what it's like to teach out there, you know. Have you got, like, one about when a, I don't know, a polar bear got onto the playground? That type of thing. <laughs> Obviously, you know, if none of the kids were maimed, then, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I don't want any, like, death and stuff like that. But, yeah, tell, tell me what it's like teaching in Alaska. If you are, in fact, a teacher, um, or if you're not, just say hello because I'd be curious to know who is listening out there. But yeah, hello everybody. Hope you're doing very well. Uh, I've got a great episode lined up for you today uh, because my guest for today's episode is Mr. Rich Wilson, who is a fantastic comedian and definitely one of the best MCs in the country, right? Like he, he, he does a lot of hosting uh, overseas and on the UK circuit, but he's an absolute dynamite MC and uh, award-winning comedian as well as podcast host. Because a few years ago, Rich actually started a podcast which is called Insane in the Membrane where he gets uh, very recognisable people, whether it be comedians, writers, poets, performers, um, just very interesting people to come on his podcast and talk about their experiences of mental health. It's honestly absolutely brilliant. It's very funny, it's touching, it's charming, and Rich is a fantastic host on it. Um, some very recognisable people on it as well. You know, they've had like James Acaster, uh, Ramesh Ranganathan, Jen Brister, Simon Evans, Dane Baptiste, Darren Harriet, uh, just to name a few, um, but definitely worth checking it out. So 
if you're looking for a new podcast, do add that to your list, Insane in the Membrane. Um, but yeah, really, really excited to have Rich on the show. Not only for the fact that he's a very funny guy and a lovely fella, but also because the story that I've got today is coming from a teacher about parents evening. And in a word, I would describe this story as honest, right? It's very funny. It's definitely very fair, but it is 100% honest because uh, I think it gives everyone a very good insight into what a teacher really thinks but doesn't say in them situations. And uh, you get to see it from their point of view of how it actually makes them feel, you know, the stuff they've got to deal with. So I wanted to get Rich on the show for the fact that I know he's a dad, you know, he's a father, he's got two boys. So he's been through many parents' evenings in the past, some good, some bad. And I think it's a perfect combination of guest and story. So thank you very much for the teacher that sent this one in because uh, I think it's made for a very, very good episode. And massive credit to you because I think through this story, um, you're giving people not only a good insight into what teachers feel about it, but also your personal perspective on it and how you handled quite a difficult parent. But we will get into all of that within the episode. Um, so without further ado, we will get cracking. This is me, Rich Wilson, and an honest insight into parents' evening. Enjoy. I've, I'll tell you what, I've, I was just uh, having a look at on your Twitter before, um, uh, before we got on this. You've been doing quite a lot of radio, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do a thing uh, there, the tuned up time machine on Islington Radio. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's brilliant. I love doing it, uh, and it's it's really it's really cool, man. Is it like an extension of stand up in a sense that you know, because um, you're quite you're very conversational on stage, but obviously you can't yeah. be like you know effing and jeffing. But um, like, do you, do you find it's a bit of an outlet in that sense of like comedy is? Well, I tell you what, it, 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 it because I MC a lot. And I've emceed over the years. For, I've been MC for many years. It's just me doing that. I'm just emceeing, and because it's on a, it's on an app. It's on the Mixcloud app. You can say what you want. You can do what you want. Oh right. It's very, very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very much like, um, like the old days of like pirate radio. You can just, you can do it. You can play whatever you want. You can say what you want. I mean, it's because sometimes we get into it and we have a laugh and we're taking a piss. And then we go, oh, this is going to get us banned. But then Tom, Tom Wright, who's, who, who runs this radio station, every week he sends it in, he goes, mate, he goes, this is, this is brilliant. Yeah, love it, love it. So it's real. I get to, I love music. I love music more than I love comedy. Really? And Yeah, for, and I love comedy. I, I adore comedy. But I love music more. And, it, and so to be able to pick like these, these, these playlists every week, Oh man, it gives me so much joy, so much joy. That's a, lovely. That's a good combination, then, isn't it? What is it about music? Then, yeah, like, yeah. have you got quite an eclectic taste, or is it just a case of uh, what you know? What like what what draws you to it? I just I've always been surrounded by it. I've always, it's always like growing up. My parents weren't. They, I, there wasn't any sport around. My parents weren't into sport. It was always music. So there was always, they were always buying records, and we were always going out. And so I was surrounded by Queen and Bob Dylan, and the, the, you know. The, the blues and soul music and rock music and and I just grew up just surrounded by everything and so now my my taste if it's good I'll I'll I'll, I'll listen to it you know yeah. I'm not really fussed about yeah I mean you know when I was younger like I was a, I was a bit of a mod and then when Oasis came along I was into that and used to dress like Liam but I was obsessed I just <laughs> thought they were so cool and you look back and you go oh you knobhead but um, but this is the thing that because now we've got the football and we got, and I part of me is, I'm I'm kind of sad that because everyone if if you don't talk about the football at the minute the Euros, no one wants to talk to you. No one wants. They just well, like I, I, I wasn't you know, going to bring it up, mate. But you know what I mean. It's <laughs> I actually <laughs> I pride myself on the fact that I'm not one of them guys that uh, I was at a family do a couple of weeks ago and met like a, a family member of someone else, right? And it was like an atypical geezer, right? Just like, you know, um, yeah. yeah, I think his name was Tony. That was it, Tony. Um, yeah. And uh, he, within the second or third sentence, he was like, so is your team then, you're red or a blue? And uh, I, I said, <laughs> and I just, I, I, I thought, you know, let's have a chat about something else. And uh, I actually said to him, yeah. I answered yeah. his question and then didn't ask him who he supported. And he was like, oh, I'm a West Ham fan. And I was like, oh, nice. I said, um, so like, how do you know these lot then? Like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to go, what a great season you had. It was just like, <laughs> uh, I'm not, I'm not about that, mate. I'm right. Mate, I'm the same. I have to, because of my, I mean, it's like you, because you, of your accent, I, people assume. Yeah. 
And with my accent as well, straight away, the first question I always ask is, what's your team? Yeah. And when I say, uh, are you normally I'll say, I don't really follow football, mate, to be honest. But if I'm aware that that's all they've got and that's all they want to talk about, then I'll just go, oh, I'm Palace, mate. Yeah. You know, not even Crystal Palace, I'll go Palace. And then they go, because you've shortened it to Palace, they, there's a, this subconscious thing that goes, oh, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. yeah. And, and and then they go, they go, oh, yeah, they've had a, what is it about Palace? Like they do all right, they do this. And I go, I know, mate. I know. No, yeah. They're just up and down. <laughs> no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's. Um, I don't know. I, I don't frown upon people that just hold on about football all the time. But um, I just think, yeah, come on. You know, let's. Uh, everyone's got a soft side to him. Let's talk about that. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's anything else. But there's a, there's a comedian called Luke Stephen, and uh, I he messaged me the other day, leaving me voice notes. And he's like, I just want to check in on you, mate. I hope you're all right. He goes, I've just seen Gareth Southgate's uh, uh, um, speech to the nation. And um, he goes, oh, mate, he goes, it made me cry. I was crying. He goes, I can't think of anything else but the Euros. Oh, my God. I'm like, I'm listening to this. And I'm like, this, what? Yeah. It's, it, can't be, it can't be that important. But people just lose their minds. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Lose their minds. Yeah. I, I, and part of me is kind of sad that I'm not. I'm not, not it's like one percent of me is like, oh yeah, you know, but the rest is like, no, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, but that's, it's you know, it's uh, it's you, isn't it? You as a person, different to everyone else. Um, but then, well, I suppose then, you know, when you were in school, because the story I've got today has yeah. as has come in from a teacher uh, about their thoughts on parents' evening and a few little anecdotes along the way, right? So, yeah, um, right. when you were in school, did you ever have any like moody parents' evenings? What were you? What were you like? Because I imagine you were probably a bit of a cheeky chap. Um, but I- well, this, this is the thing. People assume because you're a comedian that you were the class clown and, you know, they you, know, you got booted out of school in like the third year or whatever it was because, you know, you keep coming in with a big red nose and <laughs> mucking around. Um, but I, I, wasn't, I was pretty shy at school. I kind of kept my head down. And um, That's I'm part of a group. I'm part of a group on Facebook called um, uh, I went to Ramsden Boys School because that's, that's where I went. And I see all the names, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember them. No one remembers me. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm kind of, have you, it's a weird one. Have you ever been to, like, reunions or anything since? No, nah, never. No, nah. nah, never. I, I, nah. I don't think I'd be entertained by the idea of going to one of them in the future. Well, this is it. It's like, I'm I'm still friends with the people that, some of the, you know, that, um, the, the people that were my mates back then. And there's two of them. You know, the rest are like, you know, they're good. They're good people. But we've got nothing in common, and they've never moved away from where they are. They they still live in the same street, or they live like around the corner from where they grew up. And I'm not knocking them for that. That's you know that's up to them. But you know, I there's a lot of them peaked at school. You know, like the ones that were the cock of the school. Yeah, yeah. And that was that. I remember seeing there was one of them, and he was. I used to I used to admire him so much. I used to copy the way he dressed. I used to think he was so cool. All the women loved him. All the girls loved him. All the women, oh, all the girls, be... teachers, faculty. Yeah, everyone, everyone, everyone loved him. He always had the best shoes. He always had the right stuff. And then I was in a nightclub about 20 years ago in Bromley called uh, Langtry's. And with my mate, and we went in there for a laugh. We, we, we've been out drinking and me and my mate went, oh, should we go Langtry's like we used to when we were kids? So we go in there and we're, we're, we're already hammered. And at the bar was that fella on his own. Just on his own. And it, I've never, ah, oh, yeah. it just, it just shattered all my dreams. It's like, it's like when, I don't know if you've ever seen the film Quadrophenia and you've got, there's a sting plays the main guy, the ace face. Right, okay. And uh, Jimmy Lamont just sees him and like, ah, oh, he's the man, he's the man. Oh my God. And they end up in this fight with the rockers and then they have to get, get arrested together and it's all, ah, oh, he's the coolest, he's the coolest. And then he goes back to Brighton to find him. And he sees him and he finds out that this ace face is actually a bellboy in a hotel. And he's like running around with these, like these bags behind these posh businessmen. And he's, yeah, yeah. And it just shatters. And that's what happened with this guy. I was gutted. I was so <laughs> gutted. <laughs> um, so hang on, uh, just to get a timeline on this, how old are you, Rich? I'm 49. 49, right. Okay. So yeah. this is school like. I left school in 88, 1988. Yeah. 1988, right. Okay. Because um, I had, um, I've, I've, not that I thought you were older, but I've um, basically had a teacher get in touch with me who submitted a story that I thought I can't really share that because it's um, from the seventies. 
Um, oh man. Um, and it's funny, but I just I thought um, I'll use it maybe in the future once I've developed. Uh, I've got a nice little following of people that enjoy the podcast, but you know what I mean. I won't put it out as episode one. <laughs> Um, but he, he he spoke to me um, on the on the phone and said um, he was actually told d- during his teacher training. This is in the seventies. Uh, they were told on training to smack the kids before three o'clock because it wouldn't leave bruises come home time. Right? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I remember that. I remember being there. I remember one of the teachers saying, "Oh, it's good in the summer when all the kid, all the little boys have got their shorts on." Because it, it hurts more when you get smacked. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But it, what would happen is you'd go home and you'd go out and mum and dad would go, well, how was school? And you go, oh, I go, got, I, got, uh, I got a smack for And they go, why? What did you do? And it wasn't even like, that's outrageous. I'm going down there. It was like, well, you obviously did something to deserve it. It was just different times. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah it was. I think it was always the, the threat of violence from someone. You were going to get a clip around the ear from somebody <laughs> at some point. <laughs> I, th- I think that though is, uh, I'm not av- advocating twatting kids, right? I'm not saying that. Um, but yeah. I think there is an element of, more so now anyway, there's less fear, right? Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Even, you know, if you think of like, people don't really fear uh, the police over here because they'll just stick a camera in your face, right? Um, if you think yeah. of like a teacher saying, uh, you stop doing that, they're just going to be like, what are you going to do with your lanyard? <laughs> yeah exactly go on knock me out with the dinner bell fuck off you know there's a, um they're not, not going to take it are they um no that's it that's like you say there's no there isn't that fear i mean i used to be you know you'd be you'd be terrified of adults you know we it, you just you know because it that's how it was there was just this air of violence that if you fucked up, you were gonna get you were gonna get a smack or something bad was gonna yeah. happen to you. They go to their you know? teachers. Then, he's, he's got a boxing bag in his office, <laughs> having, <laughs> having a warm up before they come in. Yeah, he's got his nylon bloody tracksuit on yeah, there yeah. when he walks down the <laughs> walks down the corridor. All the kids stick to him like balloons. Yeah, yeah, a towel on his head. Like, Let's go. <laughs> get ready. To go. <laughs> right, Wilson. I do remember. I do remember that. I got taken into the, we got, there was a, there was a, a chain link fence that went all the way around the playground and we'd been hanging off of it when we were playing football. And I remember all the pins came out of it. And so the, the fence started to buckle and fell down. We ended up loads of us were like bouncing on it, on this fence, right? All the way along, there's loads of us. Um, and then five of us got taken into the headmaster's office because we were, we were seen as the ringleaders for this, for, yeah, for yeah. messing the fence up. So we all, in a, we all stood in a line. And we all stood there and the teachers will come down, the headmaster is going, I just don't know what it is with you boys. Now, when I was at school to, uh, to I don't, I don't, can I just talk about anything on yeah, here? Whatever, is it you kind want, of... yeah, whatever you want. Oh, right. So to, if to, 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 to get a blow job, uh, <laughs> it was to call. First time that's been mentioned. Do that it's an all boys school. Right. Okay. But, but we used to say it used to be called um, to, to suck seed, right. right? That's what he's right. That's what we called. So we're all in line in the office, and the teacher's walking up and down, and he's going, "You boys!" He goes, "You have you had so much potential, and now you're just now you're just chucking out the window. You've ruined the fence. You're always getting in trouble. You're always doing this, doing that. What's the matter with you boys? Don't you want to succeed?" <laughs> and I just <laughs> I died. I was just, I bit my my lips off trying not to laugh. Because then they say, "What are you laughing at?" And I didn't want to tell him. Yeah, that's <laughs> hilarious. That <laughs> succeed. So if, if yeah, so you you you'd say that. Oh, my mate succeeded last night. Yeah, yeah, it was all that. Yeah, so you've been succeeding. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> what would have been more alarming is if you went, "Don't you want to succeed?" And then under his zip, and you're like, "Whoa." <laughs> Like this. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I'll, I'll just miss me dinner. It's fine. I don't want to do that. Um, mind you, though. Okay, as a as a parent, you've got two boys, right? I do. Yeah. yeah. So your lads at school, did you ever have to attend parents' evenings where you thought, "Oh, right, this ain't this ain't good reports," or you know, have to deal with teachers in that way? My yes. So my, I've got two lads. They're twenty three and twenty nine now. Right. Okay. That is. So there's like five years between them or whatever it is. And 
I remember my my eldest was the was the was the top of the school. Like he was the he was great. He used to, he, like he was great at basketball and and he was great at this and great at that. And his one of his photo was one of the photos in the and the in the lobby when you came into the school. That must be cool. He had the pictures. Yeah, so it was him playing rugby. Um, and so my youngest, I think, felt like he was always in his shadow. So that he was always compared to. So Bailey's the youngest. Keanu's the oldest. And Keanu that. I think Bailey was always compared to Keanu, you know, and, yeah. and they're different, different human beings. So it's not fair. You know, Bailey's more into his music and Keanu was more sporty. And so I think Bailey kind of started to rebel against that. And uh, I got taken into the school because Bailey had <laughs> he'd built a weapon that he'd been chucking at, he'd been chucking at people. Right. Okay. And it was, a, he'd got some, t- uh, some triangle bits of card. I can't remember what he put in the middle of it, but then he'd wrapped it all in gaffer tape. So he had this black like triangle that he was just, just luzzing at kids. And I'm like, if you need attention, speak to me. I don't want you killing people. And I did, there was a moment I'm like, I hope he's not going to be a serial killer. That's you know, like that. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, this is terrible. I'm such a bad dad. <laughs> so how, how long was the uh, the thought on, I'll tell you what, we've not got a Peter Sutcliffe on our hands here. I just kept an eye on him. Just kept an I eye just on kept him. Just kept an eye on him. And tools away from him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm making sure there weren't any dead birds and shoeboxes under his bed yeah. and things like that. So then, you know, that's, you know. De- dealing with dealing with teachers then, uh, like parents even, did you ever, were you someone that like, because I see it I see it now, um, and it kind of is mentioned within this story. We kind of touched on it briefly. When you're a kid, and when you were a kid, and you got bollocks, your parents would side with the teachers. You must have done something. As yeah, I yeah, think yeah. there's more so now where parents are willing to challenge a teacher and be like, "Well, you yeah. know, they've said this," and it's like, "Why would I make something up about your kid for the benefit of you know what? What benefit is that?" Um, yeah. So, but have you, were you ever in situations where you either questioned the teacher and thought, "Hang on a minute," you know? There's, that's not the full story, or was it a case of like, yeah, I understand, right, and I'll I'll take the scissors off him. <laughs> <laughs> I I always up to a point, um, for years, I just assumed that all grown ups knew everything. I, you just go, the grown ups seem to they know they know what's right and what's wrong, and if a grown up says something, then it's true. You don't realise that now when you're a grown up, you go, they're all lying, they're all blagging it, they're all lying. Yeah, they're all they didn't. Doing half of them, half of them were just they had ho- terrible home lives, like they'd had a shit upbringing, or you know they were just, you know they weren't happy at home. A lot of them were alcoholics, you know. <laughs> it was it was a it was a mad old time to. So I did, yeah, every, yeah. So whatever the teacher said was gospel. It was like that's that's the truth, and that's whatever the teacher said. And I just remember the day I turned around and went, Nah, I'm not listening to you anymore. I think you're an idiot. It just, I had a job in the art in the evenings after school in a butcher shop. I used to go down there and clean all the stuff. And, um, and I'd been, I was late coming in in the morning cause I had a paper round in the morning and I was never up early enough for it. I was always late. I was always running around. And then I remember saying, he, he said, right, you're late. You're going to be, you're going to stay late for detention tonight. And I went, I can't, I've got, to, I've got to go and do my part-time job. Can I do it on Monday? Yeah. And he went, no, you're doing it tonight. And I went, no, I have to work tonight. And he went, he goes, I don't, he goes, I don't care what you have to do. What you have to do now is be in school on time. And I went, oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and even when, and I stormed out of the classroom and I went up and I remember walking out of the classroom and I was uh, walking up the corridor going, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> oh, God. And I got suspended for a week for telling him to fuck off. <laughs> wow, mate, that's that. It, where I am now, if you tell my teacher fuck off, you probably miss maybe a day. Um I had, really? I, I've had, I have, I've had, I mentioned it on other podcasts, but I had a lad threaten to stab me up with a pair of scissors a few, uh, like a few months ago. <laughs> wow. And uh, yeah, I was just like, he, he, he wrote, I, I will kill you on a whiteboard. Um, and yeah, you've got to check your hard drive, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I was just like, right, okay. Um, I said, uh, you've, you've just threatened me there. And he, he wouldn't speak. He just communicated via the whiteboard, which made it even more intense. Um, Whoa, yeah. mate. Um, How did you keep it cool? How did you keep it together? I bet you were shitting it. I um, would have been. No, no, to be honest, that's, I've had a kid come up with a screwdriver and all sorts. So um, uh, I just went on my dinner. That was It was like, my dinner's in five minutes. So, uh, yeah, I said, miss, do you want to deal with so-and-so? 
Oh my god! Yeah, but um, I came back. He's the the lad. Like people understand, he's got a bit of a temperament at times. Um, but afterwards, right. he was like, "Yeah, really, really sorry. I shouldn't have said that." And I and I just made a point of going dead straight with him. Uh, yeah. Do you think if if you were coming at me right and making a threat for my life, I said, "Do you think because you know." He's a year six boy. I said, do you think as well, yeah. an 11 year old boy, if you were going to fight me, I'd let you hurt me. And I said, if you, if I yeah, thought you were going to kill me and uh, I, he was like really quiet. And I said, uh, cause if I was fighting a grown man as an 11 year old boy, I said, I'd want to make sure, you know, like that person isn't yeah. going to know what's happening. You know, I said, because I'm stronger than you. I said, so, you know, if, if you put me in a position where I feel threatened, I said, I'll kick, bite, scream, gouge your eyes. You know what I mean? It was like, <laughs> and it just, and it's, it's not a case of me going, I'm promising I'm going to do this. But, you know, if, if, someone, yeah. if someone attacks me, mate, I'm not going to be going, you know, there's a smiley face chat. How do you feel? Are you, let's, let's work our way down, right? Let's get ourselves down to zero. You know, I'll... <laughs> <laughs> giving him the chat cushion you go there's your turn yeah, to speak exactly now, yeah mate I'll put the head on you right uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> this is life lessons this is what school needs to teach you is that if you if you're you don't you don't know who you're coming up against and so mm-hmm. if you're if you're a little little fella give it a big one you're, you might get you're going to get you'll be you don't know what the other person's capable of yeah and, you know and you don't know what they're going through you don't know what mood they're in yeah and 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 okay. that's exactly it. I'll just afterwards he apologised and all the rest of it. But um, yeah, that's the the and the parents were very understanding on my part, you know. Um, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, but that was my that was my approach, like just being very honest with him. Like if you did this outside in the yeah. street, you know, what do you think the reaction would be? Or if you did this in secondary school, like if you did that to a year nine in secondary school or a year ten, yeah. you know, they, they'd lamp you. Um, yeah. uh, they would. They'd <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It snatched that screwdriver off you, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And shut the Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, and that just, yeah, awful. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll get cracking with this story, right? Okay. Um, hello, the staff room. And then it says parents evening in capitals, which <laughs> I feel that means that, you know, <laughs> they're quite passionate about it. Um, the, <laughs> these events instill fear in teachers for a lot of different reasons. Every school does them differently, but normally they're added on to the end of a day and you're expected to be there. Unsurprisingly, it's the PE teachers, especially the younger ones, who the parents look forward to seeing the most. For years, I've seen yummy mummies swooning over young golden balls. However, PE teachers do have an advantage as their legs are always on show. Now, I can definitely relate to that because the PE teacher in my school was loved by everyone. Um, Mr. Glover was his name and uh, he just, yeah, handsome man. Um, but all the mums loved him and yeah, he did have a good set of pins. Um, but I know <laughs> um, in, in other, on episode two, Pete Selwood said he had an art teacher who had the longest queue on parents' evening. And he was like, who gives a shit about art? But um, this guy was very like bohemian and uh, people loved him. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, why the fear, you ask? Here's a few reasons. One, you have to face up to the fact that if the kid is a cunt, so is the parent, right? It must... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, it must come from somewhere little larry doesn't like your subject his dad rocks up wearing a fake rolex designer gear and white trainers you're talking and he's elsewhere in his mind two the yes parent your kid did this they need to do that yep 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 do you know what you're right but you know the minute they get back to their seat not even in their car or waiting until they get home they'll say don't listen to him you focus on your pe and your maths which I think, you know, true. Uh, there's a lot of people that uh, can be, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's not an important subject. It's like, uh, I'm pretty sure you need uh, English, um, right? <laughs> uh, three, you've bollocked a kid, and quite rightly so, and the kid has told their parents the wrong reason for why they've got into trouble. Honestly, mum, those fags were planted on me, right? Seriously, dad, I didn't swear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that type of thing. Um Grandma, I only called him a twat because he gave us extra homework, right? They're on the warpath, I'm telling you. Um, you've got five minutes to talk about their progress and you know all this is going to be spent on is what they did and didn't say in your class, right? It's a total waste of time. Four, 
you've not read the individual report on a kid about how they have X issues or Y conditions and you're expecting them to use a pen and paper like everyone else in the real world. So, so mum has come in to remind everyone about this and how they need to sit next to the window, have a TA and regular rest breaks. What makes it worse are the parents who self-diagnose their kids, right? It's rife. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I can 100% relate to that because uh, it was uh, it was something I actually thought about over, over lockdown for, like, a piece of material, okay? Because um, I've been worked in schools for, like, what, three and a half, four years. Um, the... And I work one-to-one with kids that have either behaviour problems or um, SEN, right? So like special educa- special educational needs. Um, and uh, I've worked with like a whole range of kids, you know, so some that are like teenagers, yeah, uh, yeah all the way down to like year three. But most of the time uh, I'm working with lads that are like upper stage, key stage two. Um, and put it this way when other kids notice that the lads you're working with get like uh certain requirements right whether it be uh i don't oh, know yeah. yeah like they get to go out of lessons a little bit earlier or they get a little bit of this or they get a little bit of that um you see other kids start to like act up because they think well if if they're getting that then if i do this i'll get that as well right um, yeah. and then things have been put in place because the kid either has something like adhd or you know something like that but the amount of parents that have I've either been privy to the conversation or have said to me, uh, we think he's got this in front of their kid, right? And I'm a bit like, right, there's a difference between thinking and having, okay? Because uh, (laughs) even the kids kids that do have it, okay? So um, I said before about the lad who threatened to do me with a pair of scissors, right? He's got, um, yeah. he's got some stuff that he's got, a, you know, he's got a condition essentially. Um, but when he acts up, he will, he will use his condition as an excuse. Okay. Yeah. So like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. well, I only did this cause I've got that. And it's like, yeah, but you can't saddle your behavior onto that. Like it doesn't make it acceptable then, you know, it's like yeah. Peter Sutcliffe had some issues, right. But you know, <laughs> they're not going to be like, do you know what, mate, forget the 13 people you put the, the hammer to the head to, um, we'll let it slide. <laughs> um, but, this is your ADHD yeah, blood sugar levels were low that yeah, day. yeah and that whole idea of you know like um, he's got ADHD it's like no he's just he's a kid you know he's got loads of energy and you know he lives on skittles so <laughs> 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 he's, he's absolutely fine um, but yeah I, I, I feel like um, the the more the labels are big things for a kid to carry, right? So as soon as a kid hears that, they've got to then carry that. And if you're throwing that around willy nilly, I just don't think it bodes well for anyone long term, um, because you know you don't want a kid to have like ADHD, ADD, conduct disorder, autism, and it's like you know the only thing he's not got is GCSEs. You just like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tell you what, though, all this at the moment, everyone's everybody's. I see it, you see it online all the time. People go, oh, I've just been diagnosed with this, I'm diagnosed with that. And you go, Oh, that's I'm sorry that you that's happened, you know. But you don't but then you, a lot of it is making flaky people more flaky. Yeah. Like they're already like just because you've got this or that, they go, they go, Oh yeah, I'm really sorry. I, yeah, I just couldn't I couldn't go in the end because of blah blah blah. And you go, No, you're just an arsehole. Yeah. You just didn't want to go. <laughs> you have me waiting for two hours and then you can oh yeah but you know i'll go fuck yourself yeah but that's true you're right you're right i think um i think if if you've got a condition right or you know a learning disability or whatever right the uh you've got to take responsibility for it you know and i think that i think that's the case even if you've just got an attitude problem you've got to take responsibility for it so just ask just admit it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but all, all well and good saying you've got it, but uh, just don't be saddling your uh, your bullshit to it. So I can understand. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. That's what it is. It's like, look, I get it, but if you if you don't want to do something, just say, just say, or yeah. or just tell me. Oh, oh, listen, I got up late. I didn't. I didn't get my arse in gear. I'm running a bit late. Just say that. But don't go, oh, I had a bit of a moment, an episode, because no, you didn't. Matt, <laughs> <laughs> um, when, when you... Re- this sounds terrible. Says, I don't care. I do a mental health podcast. and it's, I do care. Of course I care. Yeah, yeah. But don't take the... Yeah, just don't don't, don't be late. <laughs> yeah, just, just if you're going to be late, ring me and go, mate, you know what it's like. I go, yeah, I know what it's like. Yeah. Don't worry, I'm late anyway. So, you know, <laughs> we, can all, we can all get along. Yeah. We can all get along. That's... Um, uh, my mum reminded me of a lad I went to school with who... Uh, I won't say his name just in case he is listening, but um, essentially he had a nickname that rhymed with poo. 
right? Um, and uh, he was, he, I, you know, I, I don't really, I remember him in primary school just being a little bit odd, right? But nothing um, distinctive. Yeah. But my mum said she was on like a school trip helping out. And um, I, she was the leader of the group that I was in. And this lad who rhymes with poo was in the group and he'd run off, right? Uh, and my mum was like shitting it because she's thinking I've lost someone's kid here. Um, and yeah, right. when he came back, she was like, you know, didn't rollick him, but just when you can't run off because, you know, it's like you're scaring me. And if something happens to you, who do you think they're going to, you know, they're going to look at? Because it's not Harry, yeah. you know. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh, I'm the one who drove it. All right. Um, so uh, when she was saying this to him, he just had a meltdown and started like scratching his face, right? Like really bad because oh uh, he couldn't deal with what was happening. And my mum had said to me that apparently I had said to her, what have you done to Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> My mum said to me, what have you done to? Yeah. Uh, she was like, what do you mean? What have I done? He, he, he ran off. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Mate. See, that's, yeah. There's just, there was a, yeah, there was a kid in school and he would just, yeah, he would just, he was, he would, as soon as he got into school, he'd just leg it. He'd just yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> just go. Yeah. Um, I often wonder where these people are now. Mate, like, I wonder where they the lad, The lad I've just told you a story about is doing really well. You know what I mean? He's doing really well for himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he works, I believe it's in um, agriculture. Um, he's got like a, uh, <laughs> I'm not selling that very much. Um, he's <laughs> he, he works on the land and all that. Um, <laughs> Um, right. Yeah, loads of room to run around, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. It's just, yeah, yeah. Uh, just, it's perfect for it being out in the wild. Yeah, just loads of I, uh, wildlife going. Stop scratching your face, mate. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was with a classroom assistant back in when I was I was I was studying um, City and Guilds community care, and they put you on little placements. So I was working in an old people's place, and I worked at a, a deaf school. And one of the lads there, little Gary, I mean, I say little Gary, he'd be 39 now. He was nine at the time. What the hell? And uh, I remember I went to sit on my chair and he had his pencil, freshly sharpened pencil, and he put it on my chair like that. And as I sat down, it went into my ass crack. <laughs> this, this pencil. And I chopped it. Off. <laughs> Mate. And then I had to go and get a tetanus shot. I had to leave. And then, and then that night, it was a bit, it broke, the, the, broke, the end of the pencil broke off in my ass. Okay, now. So I had to go to the hospital and get this tetanus jab. But then I went, I mean, I was, I was 18 at the time. So I went out that night and I got pissed. And then I'm like, oh, fuck it. I didn't bother going in the next day. I just went, oh, I mean, I was, I hate, I just hated it. So I never went. I was always off. And I went back about a couple of days later and poor Gary's little face. He thought he killed me and I hadn't gone back. <laughs> Starting for life. Uh, that's a little. What it was? When I got pissed. We're, what a cheeky little bastard, though, trying to do that. Um, do, do you think? Uh, go on, sorry. Do you think he thought you were gonna like? He was gonna pull it away. You know what I mean? Or was it? Because I don't know what he thought. He was nine, so he probably he thought, "Oh, this would be funny." Because at the time, he probably had seen cartoons or whatever, and he thought I'd just probably leap up into the air and grab hold of the lights. Yeah, and, like, yeah. I'd be swinging from. But he didn't realise that in real life, if you shove a pencil up someone's <laughs> asshole, chances are the end's going to snap off. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a... <laughs> oh, mate. Uh, I remember oh. having that same school. They had a school fate and they said, uh, oh, we need some, we've got this bear costume. We want someone to walk around dressed as this bear. And... Uh, and just and be and just I don't know what they want me to do, like just walk around being this bear at this fate. So yeah, go on and I'll do it. And so I end up walking around on this Saturday afternoon. I'm hung over again. I'm wearing this bear suit. And all the kids are coming up and kicking me and like trying to pull my head off. They're going, It's rich, it's rich. And they're punching me in the bollocks. It's just, it's, I was just like, I was getting swarmed by these like kids, like zombies in like in like gen or whatever is gen uh, that zombie film. Generation Z or World War Z yeah, or everyone's yeah. just fucking swarming. Did me in. Yeah, yeah. So kids <laughs> can get in the bin. <laughs> That's a confident little nine year old, that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good shit. Little Gary, I don't know what he's doing now. Um, don't know, mate. He might. <laughs> Hopefully he's not doing yeah. that, definitely. Oh, yeah. Um <laughs> the pen factory. Yeah. 
they've um, there's a bit more to this here, right? So, um, what is it? Reason okay. reason number five, right? Um, you've had a run-in with a parent about a disagreement, right? They went to the school maybe 10, 30 years ago. I was probably five years old at my school at the time. So they must be an expert in everything to do with running an educational provider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to the pharmacist and I'm an expert on your IBS medication, right? They've not finished the rest of that sentence, but I feel like, I don't know if that's a subtle way of saying you're full of shit, um, but yeah, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, I've never really had a problem at parents' evening that I can't handle, right? I think sometimes, yeah, I think sometimes you can take a beating and own up. This has resulted in greater respect and buying from the kid. I've always hated the idea of being in front of a parent and not knowing what to say after they've just attacked you and you need someone else to step in. This makes them great arenas for thinking on your feet. They're also great arenas for checking out the fit parents. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> In my early days of teaching, um, I would love the year seven and eight ones as the chances are the parents weren't bad looking. Saying that, a few years ago, I was at a year 11 parents evening and my student was a lovely chap, but troubled. His mum had clearly had him when she was quite young. So even though he was 15, she was still less than 40 and a fitty, right? Okay. For the purpose of a mental image that would translate well to the podcast, think of Charlotte from Sex in the City, but a bit more voluptuous. Right, I, I don't know who that is, but they have caveated. Um, yeah, I'm not one for celebrities. So if you're not sure who that is, just think short, big tits and brown hair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where's this from? The 70s, yeah, yeah. Jesus. And then it says, uh, not Johnny Vegas, obviously. Uh, <laughs> um, right, she wore, she wore a top that probably revealed a little bit too much of a top half. Uh, don't be writing, women can wear what they like, etc. When you're surrounded by teenagers and staff who work with teenagers, you choose everything very carefully. Um, mm -hmm. I'm chatting to her son and then I suddenly realise I'm talking to right, right said Fred tribute act that have come along for the ride. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, <laughs> I then see she zips them away, busted. We make eye contact for a few seconds. There is so much disdain for me. There is so much disdain for me in her face in that moment. Wait until the, she sees the PE teacher, I thought, right? Um, <laughs> parents' evenings are great ego boosters for parents as they get to do their speeches about the importance of this and that, and you're too polite to stop them, and the kids are either too polite to know to say anything, because if they do, they're going to get bollocks later. Uh, you're sitting there just cringing. Cue the rant that essentially has the theme of, I went to school so many years ago and therefore I'm an expert. One time, this greasy-haired dad, the sort that you wouldn't be surprised if he attended a sex cinema and waddled about in a wax jacket. Right, waddled about in a wax jacket. It's horrible image, this. Um, Think of a guy who sits alone in spoons. I taught his son, Ari. Anyway, he sits down and exhales. Well, uh, your subject, it's just all opinion. So, you know, it don't really matter. Um, I mean, what legitimate GCSE is all opinion? You're telling me you think your kid is doing a GCSE in opinions. Well, you've passed straight away, mate. Funny how you're left with fuck all and you're now on the doll, bemoaning the fact you can't afford enough for a new school shirt for your lad whilst playing PS4 on your massive fucking telly and smoking weed all day. Um, they've obviously not said that, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, otherwise it'd be like, yeah. Yeah, that was what they were thinking. Yeah, clear your desk, please. Um, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> uh, what, they've, what they've come back at them with, I think is pretty good here. They've said, um, I replied, to be honest, no, it's not. Constructing an argument is important, but it's how you use the data to construct it that is the most important element. There's also the fact that 60% of the course is all about pure knowledge. If your kid gets this, he can definitely exceed the target of a D. However, he is so bone idle, he can't even be bothered to put the work in to give me an argument. And before anyone says anything about, well, that's a glorified opinion, all subjects are glorified version of things. English, glorified reading and writing. Maths, glorified adding up. Technology, glorified putting up a shelf. Art, glorified colouring in. And geography, glorified colouring in. Um, <laughs> luckily, the mum saw sense and the kid just recoiled in horror. The smile the kid gave me the next day as... 
yeah, the smile the kid gave me the next day suggesting I'd attempted to put his dad back in his coffin, which is really just a glorified box. <laughs> which, uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's the end of their story, right? Um, it's kind of got a few wow. anecdotes in it, but um, I... Uh, I enjoyed that. I think it gives I think it gives people a pretty good insight into, you know, what a teacher's not saying at parents' evening, but definitely what they're thinking. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I've been crying out for a, yeah. a story like that for a three weeks for people going, I, I, want, I want like an insight on parents' evening because I know from speaking to teachers, you know, what... Um, how they dress things up in a certain way so it's it's less yes. um less cutting um but i don't know like i think everyone's everyone's different everyone's parents are different if a, if a teacher was very straight and, and it warranted them being straight uh about my behavior to me mum and dad they would fully be like yeah, yeah do you know what yeah, he needs to pull his socks up there um but you know when they started at the very top saying you've got to face the fact that if the kids are come good chance to how the parent is um I, I i can't you know i'm not saying that's the case every time but you know that is um <laughs> it's learned behavior because it is yeah yeah absolutely if you yeah if normally they they think the dad's the an absolute hero and there was i remember there was a lad and his, his dad every time we went around his dad used to just bully bully you and pick on you and just take it was all it's just relentless banter if you like right yeah yeah it was all the time and he was that he was that cunt in the van that horrible fucking wanker just <laughs> what was it what, he just, what was the type of ribbon he gave you oh it's just constant it's like you're a you're a puff you're this you're that all these things that you'd say in the 70s all these horrible so sexist racist um homophobic stuff it was on and on and on it was relentless and i hated going around there but i really liked the lad yeah but then he got older he started to become his dad and then i didn't want to be around him either and some of the shit he'd come out with and you're just going oh my god and now i see him on facebook and he's just become his dad yeah has he got a you know and he's yeah i see pictures of his dad his dad's a little old man now but he's become him. He's like he's just blown up into this massive amplified version. Does he have a a British bulldog with a Union Jack as his profile picture? Is that like his? He's, mate, well, he's got yeah. So there's always you never you never took more than one click away from a St George's flag, <laughs> or there's always like you know all lives matter and all that shit. And well, there's always some comment somewhere. He's just horrible, and you're like, it must be exhausting being that big a cunt. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And but it's when yeah. they fail to realise that, and it's like, do you know what? It's the world who's fucked. It's like, you know, there's a reason why you don't get invited to family dues. Okay, so yeah. you know, maybe have a think about that, and then you can come to a christening in a few years. Okay, because <laughs> at this yeah. moment in exactly. time, it's like you just effort. Mate, and and then you know he's you know he voted Brexit, and then can't won his way, can't go to his villa. Yeah. In, in or whatever because <laughs> you're a fucking idiot you're a fucking idiot you're an horrible racist you didn't want brown people being able to roam around but you thought you could just oh I'll vote Brexit that'll stop brown people coming over here no it stops you going over there as well you prick <laughs> and good I hate you um, I, I worked with a kid once who um, uh, I worked for him worked with him for it was two years year and a half something like that Um he had the head on his shoulders of like an 18 year old, right? Like that was his, his, yeah. his frame of reference of the world. And I remember one time I've sat in maths with him um, and <laughs> uh, he like, he doesn't know I do comedy, right? He didn't know that. And no, no one at the school's yeah. ever known that because you know, it would just cause too many issues. If anything, all the kids say to me, sir, you're just not funny <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> all the time. It's just like, you know, you are not funny at all. And uh, yeah, I just, um, I just take the piss, but essentially, I'm sat with him and um, we were talking about comedy. And I said, Who, "Like, who's your favourite comedian?" I said, yeah, "Have you got any comedians that you like?" And uh, he went, "Who's the um, who's the guy that does the racist jokes?" And uh, I was like, uh, "Like racist jokes." I'm thinking, "Who's current?" Um, and he went, uh, "Bernard." Ber I went, "Bernard Manning." And he went, "Yeah, yeah, Bernard Manning. Bernard Manning." He was like, "He's great. He's really good." And I was like. I'm pretty sure he died way before you were born, like, you know, but he, he, and he, he then went to go and tell me a joke about what's the difference between a black man walking into a shop and Batman, right? And I was just like, let's just do fractions, you know what I mean? Like, they, yeah. Uh, yeah. anyway, yeah, let's draw a line under that four, uh, right? 
because we're, we're not we're not doing this anymore. Um, but yeah, that was that was his but it is, frame of reference. But that's it. It is you know racism and that it is a learned thing. You don't you don't when you're born you don't you don't come out hating people from other places and people from different backgrounds and cultures. It's it's a learned thing. It's from your it's from the parents nine times out of ten. Yeah, at least you know. You know? Yeah, and I think um, the the idea of you know like a parent not maybe acknowledging like their shortcomings, right? Because everyone's flawed. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying it's just parents. You know, there's there's, there's things that I think that you know my girlfriend says. Well, I don't know why you think that way. Um, uh, that's not like anything drastic, but you know what I mean. There's just differences with people um, and approaches. But when you're in that position where essentially you are a role model, you know, to a kid. Um, yeah. If you are a massive figure in that person's life and your views are, they're your views, but they might not be suitable for a kid, then just keep it to yourself, yeah. you know, or don't introduce yeah. them to that world um, without them getting, uh, you know, enough experience to kind of make decisions for themselves. Because, you know, if you're watching, um, I don't know, if you're watching Snatch at eight years old, right? Um and yeah. then you call in everyone pikeys in the playground uh, the next day. Yeah. You know, you th- you've heard it in that and God, that's funny. But to everyone else, they're just like, <laughs> yeah, mate, you can't, yeah. you can't be saying that to people. Um, but no, no, no. Well, yeah, there was loads of that when I was growing up. That, that word was everywhere. And I remember being at a gig and someone used it at a gig. To, to, there was two girls that were kicking off and he, and he used that word. And then, and they, and they end up getting kicked out. And then word got back to us that their family were travellers, and they were going to come down and shoot everybody. And yeah, and then we and then we all got a phone call from uh, I can't remember what it was like CID. And then we all got we are they because it, it was seen as racism. Wow, it was under the banner of racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's, you know, there's, yeah, we we had we had gypsies, right? Um, uh, can you say gypsies? Gypsies, all right, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Travelers, gypsies, <laughs> whatever. Right, we had them. We had to wear them on the field opposite our house. And uh, like, I, I live in like quite a nice area. Um, in a sense that you know, uh, if people have a caravan, it's usually on the drive. Um, but yeah. <laughs> uh, this time it was on the sports field, and there was loads of them. Um, and they were there for about five days before they got shifted on. And at, on day one, I tried to give them the benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? I was like, because yeah. my dad was a cop for years. And when I told him, he was like, that ain't going to end well. Um, and I, I, I said, you know, it might not be that bad. And by like day yeah. three, there's like a neighborhood watch group. Some kid had been battered coming back from school, right? They'd been taking shits in the bushes. A few places had been like attempted to, you know, kind of like break in. Uh, and then when they left, the field that it was on was just, they, they filled like two six ton skips of just shit um and you think you know what i mean it's like even if you were say like a a traveler and you 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 weren't doing all them things it'd be very difficult to get away from the stereotype of it being you know what people see it to be um because you know (laughs) it's 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 so um prevalent i suppose you know um but yeah, yeah. We, we've digressed here. You know what I mean? I don't want to get shot. <laughs> <all right>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but that was weird. I remember being. I remember there was a there was a lad and his parents. They were travellers, and I remember you know the dad was. It was. It was I, I I liked him, but he was. You could see. You know, there's. They don't take any shit. Those people. They are. They will. They they protect their they protect very protective of their children and and their families and and so if you say anything derogatory or you you know they they will fucking they'll 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 let you know that you've upset them yeah 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 and he used to come in I remember he came in and he sat down and you could just see the teacher was just shaking like <laughs> you need to say that John needs to work on his reading needs to work on this and these days dad's like yeah yeah you're right yeah you're right and. Yeah, yeah, you do. We'll, we'll we'll do more of that. We'll do more of that. And then and then the dad was saying, he goes, I he goes, I can't read. I have trouble reading. He said, and and this is so this is back in the days before dyslexia and mm. all that. So maybe John John might have been a bit dyslexic, but it was you know undiagnosed. Right, but the, and so, the teacher was understanding of like his daddy wasn't like. Yeah. What do you mean you can't read? <laughs> like, he, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, his okay, dad, his dad. Like, yeah, it was a nice. It was a nice moment where the dad was. You know, the dad understood and. And the, but you can see the teacher was just fucking on to get this over and done with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying about my boy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's uh, 
Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing, but I've been I've been trying to round off these uh, these teacher stories right with a, a teacher or the student section, um, and it's a bit yeah. difficult this one because it's mainly the teacher's voice coming through. I think the teacher seems like a good egg, right? Um, in a right. sense that they they seem pretty straight talking and like they're um, the way they handled that parent at the end. I really like that. You know what I mean? And like not yeah. being afraid of saying. Well, you know, if your kid actually tried, then they would get, you know, more rather than it be that, um, I don't know, they're developing these skills. Because I think if you're putting zero accountability on someone's level of expectation and behaviour, then they're never going to, like, either respect yeah. you or, or even, you know, see it as a challenge to rise to. Because um, I see it too many times where a kid will get, you know, pulled up on something, they then go home and the parents then get in touch and... Uh, are very defensive and protective of the kid. Um, and that, and if you do that enough times, it only teaches the kid like, well, if someone tells me something that I don't agree with, all I've got to do is tell people that are in my corner, um, you know, family or whatnot, and they'll just sort it out for me because, you know, it's their problem, not mine. Um, and that, that for me just don't, don't work out. Um, and it's each of their own. Uh, and I understand everyone does it differently. But I think from a, a teacher point of view, I respect the fact he was just like, uh, well, you know, you're wrong. And, uh, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And this is why that's it. He didn't just say you're wrong. He actually backed it up mm. with, this is why you're wrong. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. now get on me fucking chair, will you? I've got someone else to see. <laughs> um, Not wrong, yeah. then. my, my dad, uh, used to do this. Like it was funny the first year round and then every other parents evening, it was just like, you were waiting for it to happen. So, um, We'd sit down and uh, they'd go, right, we're going we're gonna to talk about Harry, uh, you know, talk about your son, Harry. And my dad would like, look at the teacher, look at me and go, he's not my boy. That's not my son. <laughs> and it was, I say, it was like, yeah, a little chuckle first time around. But, you know, when it's like year eight, year nine, year 10, you'd be like, right, okay, yeah. here we go. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, God. yeah. And my dad, uh, it was more like five minutes for him than it was for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is doing his gigs. Yeah, yeah. Just tightening it up in the car. What do you reckon? If I switch this bit around to do that there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being, because the mother of my kids and I, we, we broke up. Um, uh, I mean, my young, my, so my youngest would have been two, maybe. So, no, he was five and he held the other one. So they were very young when we broke up, but I remember we'd have to go to parents' evenings together and, and we were trying to show – and we, we, we got on really well. We just didn't work out as a couple. Mm. But we sat there because we, we felt there was a, a stigma attached to, you know, parents that weren't together anymore, even though most people's parents have broken up. You yeah, know, yeah. that's – you know, I'm I'm weird that my mum and dad are still together. I mean, they've hated each other down the years, but they're still together and it's weird. Uh, so how many, but, how many years together is your mum and dad there? Like 50? 50 years. Oh, I mean, that's unreal. Insane, isn't it? Obviously, this is what I've worked out now that I wasn't planned, and they felt they had to get married because I'm 49. They got married a year after they met. After they got married, they got married a year after they had me. No, a year before they got married. Before, so I think Mum got pregnant, and then they had to they get had to get married. I think that's what happened. Right? Okay. That's what it seems like. <laughs> uh, that's impressive, though. Fifty years. Fifty years. Fifty years. And I, don't, I think they just, I mean, they're old now. Not, there's no point in breaking up. What are they going to do? You, know? <laughs> you get to a point where you go, it's not worth returning each of us to the shop, you know. <laughs> Might as yeah, well stick it out. One. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fair. Done, mate. But I think, so we used to go to the parents' evenings. But we'd be overly kind of like, oh, that's very interesting. What do you think about that, darling? Yeah, I, I know. I agree. It's still that shit, really. <laughs> <laughs> Parents turning up with a projector, right? Okay, this is where we see it going over the next five years. <laughs> it was a big binder full of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah we really are parents. We really do care. <laughs> You're wearing a T-shirt and a tie. <laughs> <laughs> also, can we break? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, if if you had to, uh, what do you think of the teacher essentially that sent this in? I th what the teacher sent the whole thing. Yeah. In, I think um, I think they've got a really great understanding of what it's actually like to be a human being, and the and and what it's like to be a, a, a you know they understand they got a good understanding of what. It, or what a teacher actually they're, they're not they're not like this grand oh i'm a teacher i'm 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 teaching the kids they're, they're 
they've got this really good understanding of what a, a teacher's role really is. You know, you are, it's more guidance and, and the ridiculousness of human beings. Like we're fucking idiots. We are, <laughs> we're animals essentially. We shouldn't be in the, like, I say this a lot. Like the people go, oh, I don't feel like I fit in. You go, None of us fit in. You're not supposed to fit into this. You're supposed to be out in a field fighting and fucking <laughs> and maybe eating something off the street. <laughs> You're like, supposed to be like the cows, but we've now been shot into this framework where like, you know, we're having to, like, you've seen as a good citizen if you if you can borrow money. Like, oh, yeah, you've got a really good credit rating, so well done you. You're a really top citizen, you know. They're making, I've said this loads, they're making train lines faster, they're making motorways wider so we can get to and from work quicker, we can get to work quicker. They're making apartments smaller, and people are going, oh, yeah, well, I'm hardly ever there, I'm always at work anyway. And you're like, listen to what you're saying. Listen to what you're saying. You don't need a big house because you're never there because they're turning this into worker bees. And I think this teacher here has a really good understanding of the way they explained that they could have turned around and gone, you're a lazy piece of shit, mate. You, your, your parenting is fucking toxic and shit. And your kid is going to suffer because of you. You shouldn't even add kids. There was that great line in parent parenthood where they, where Keanu Reeves was saying, you know, you have to have a license to catch a fish or watch TV, but they let any prick be a parent, you know? <laughs> and, and the beauty of that parent turning around and saying what they wanted to say, but without holding them up by the, by the scruff of the letter going, it's you, you're fucking your kid's life up. They did it in a wonderful way of knowledge. They went, no, 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 actually it is important. They showed great poise and great calm, you know, yeah. which is a great teacher to have. I think, I mean, there's a bit questionable, some of it was a bit questionable about the boobs and that. <laughs> um, internal know, thoughts, internal thoughts, you know. Yeah, uh, we're on yeah. Uh, but I think on the half, I think, yeah, I think this is a great teacher, to be honest. Nice. I think so. That's a good round. Yeah, I, I, I think you've rounded that uh, that off very, very nicely there. Um, nice. <laughs> it's funny to about what women wore, like women, what people wore. Because I really like, when I was at school, teachers dressed in a way that I found attractive. So when I was going through the hormones and all that, I did really badly at school so I couldn't concentrate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I can't handle it. And I only worked that out recently. I went to therapy and I was talking to the therapist and they went, yeah, I can see that would be a real issue. I'm like, I oh, know. It's not like I like people in, you know, like, I don't know. It's just like, because I like, there's a certain way people dress and I'm like, oh, I really like that. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. School went out the window. <laughs> it's not, it's a pervert. Yeah. <laughs> Only kid turning up to lessons in a Mac. They're just like, all right, Rich, <laughs> yeah. do you want to take that off? I'll no, no, I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> just put me at the back. Uh, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. <laughs> fake arms um just before uh i shoot off here right is there anything you would like to plug because obviously i'm recommending to people to go and check out uh, your podcast now um i know we spoke about insane in the man brain but um yeah anything you want to plug no um yeah just that just the podcast insane in the men brain and we've got one insane in the femme brain which is me talking to women uh this them brain at the moment um as the radio show is on the Mixcloud app all you gotta do is just get the app it's completely free and there's all manner of radio shows and and dj sets and all sorts on there it's a really good app to have so and it's called the tuned up time machine on islington radio sweet um yeah i'm on i am i am rich wilson on twitter i am rich wilson on instagram uh, i'm on facebook but no one uses that anymore come on it's it's dead in it it's just your old it's just your mum doing iq tests <laughs> And then I'll be gigging. I'm, I've got a, I've got a website as well, richwilsoncomedy.com. And all my dates are on there. If you want to come and see me, it's all on there. Sweet. So, nice one for everyone. Thanks for having me. Hey, mate. No worries. It's been an absolute pleasure. Lovely chatting. Um, yeah. I'll, Great, man. I'll, um, I, I, when I, I'm coming back with season two, hopefully this year, right? Because uh, I've got to finish the first one at 20 episodes, take some time off, you know, recoup. Um, but yeah, 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 I'd love to get you back on. Yeah, yeah, please. That'd be great, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do. Nice one, nice one. I'll um, might as well get you on my podcast. I keep, I forgot to take, I've forgotten to switch the things off, so it keeps pinging. Sorry about oh, that. That's all right. I'll just, I'll just edit that out. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to at some point. Um, I'll uh, dive, yeah, let's do it. Pick, pick, pick off some of the scabs of under nines football. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. 
But uh, yeah, I'll add in all awesome. the uh, all your handles and whatnot into the show notes. Um, but yeah, thank you very much, mate, for coming on. My pleasure, man. Look after yourself. Yeah, yeah, nice one. Um, hopefully, I'll see you around at a gig soon enough. So there you go. You now know exactly what a teacher thinks when it comes to parents' evening. You know, you've got to read between them lines, haven't you? And uh, I think the teacher that sent that in was was tremendous, especially the way in which they they handled that parent towards the end. Because as Rich said, you know, they could have just said, you know, you're a shit parent, told them to do one. But the way in which they constructed that argument, even the kid was like, yeah, my dad's a div. Brilliant, brilliant. So thank you very much to the teacher that sent that in. And how great is Rich Wilson? I mean, if that doesn't make you want to go and check out his podcasts, um, I don't know what will. I'd say definitely go and check him out regardless. They are very good. And uh, there'll be a guest on there. That you'll be like, oh my God, I can't believe he's spoken to him. And they're just interesting conversations because it's not the type of thing that people, more so now, are getting comfortable opening up and talking about. But um, yeah, it's not something that you're going to hear on the radio um, because they're just very in-depth, heartfelt conversations. Um, but definitely worth checking out. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please do spread it about online, tell your mates about it. If you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts, please just leave us a little review, maybe even a nice comment. Just, uh, yeah, anything you can do to kind of help spread the word, it all helps more than you will ever know, I can promise you. Because uh, the support it's been getting from week one has been great. And, uh, you know, we're coming towards that that final part of the, the first term now. So it'd be nice to finish strong as well. And then when I come back with a second term, I'm, you know, delivering it to you guys and a few more people who are, you know, excited to get some, uh, some new stories, new guests, new episodes. So yeah, anything you can do to help spread the love, I would much appreciate it. Next week, I'm back with a brand new episode and uh, my guest is Eric Rushton, who is the former Leicester Mercury Comedian of the Year. I don't know who won it for this year, but Eric definitely won it last year. And uh, yeah, buzzing to have him on. I know... Um, we actually gigged together about three weeks ago and uh, I was pissing my pants watching him. So I thought, you know what, I need to get him on the show. So it'll be very interesting to chat to him, hear about his school days, because the story that we're going over has come in from a teacher who's on teacher training, their first day of teacher training, and they've ended up in quite a rough school. So something to look forward to for next Friday. But yeah, until then, as ever, look after yourselves and take it easy. Staffroom podcast is produced by me, Harry Stakini, artwork by Poppy Spinks, and the soundtrack by James McGraw. <laughs>